I want me some glory hope. Oh, yeah. Hello, welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Preacher, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on our Heart Radio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Paul Sebas, and I'm joined as always as my good, with my good buddy Longhorn. But this week, we're on the road in Cleveland, Ohio, and we are live, baby. Longhorn, what's good? We are in Cleveland, Ohio. I, uh, you know, last night we went out, obviously, watched the draft at a uh, local bar. Well, obviously. We definitely did that. I remember some of it. <laughs> I apologize for my voice. It's a little rough this, this morning slash afternoon. Um, and we do have some background sound because uh, we are at a new bar recording this podcast. Another local spot in Cleveland. What, what is it, Bill Sebas? The Beerhead Bar and Eatery. Right here on the river down in what they call the flats in cleveland ohio it is a happening spot it's a beautiful fucking place uh they got huge beer list i am in heaven 100 percent. i think it's i think it's a great spot good spot to record so we are going to go over the first round yeah and to get into it a little bit so uh you know i'm not gonna do a beer bit this week because i've got too many to choose from my head's spinning right now but i would like to proudly announce then my good buddy Longhorn has come out of his Bud Light shell because he's had to have because they don't serve that here. It's crap. But he is drinking a Yingling Lager, which is America's oldest brewery. It's one of my favorite beers of all time. And he's doing it in Cleveland, Ohio. And buddy, I don't think there's anything more American than drinking a Yingling in Cleveland, Ohio. There probably isn't. There probably isn't. Uh, I... Last night they were a little bit better than today out of the can, but that's all right. Uh, we will keep we'll, we'll just keep pouring them and see if they get better and better along the way. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with the domestic light sir. So I don't you can't be disparaging my domestic bud Miller Miller lights. They're good beers too. Anyway, uh, report on Cleveland is so far the weather has sucked real bad. However. Look at that sun. sun. The sun is peeking out right now over the river, and it is starting to look much better. But what I will say about Cleveland, I know it gets a bad rap, but I will tell you, Longhorn, you'll agree, I'm sure, the people here are awesome. Like, we met so many good people yesterday. They've been so helpful to us. They, you know, they bought a shots after shot. They bought a beer after beer. Like, oh, my God. These people are fucking, and they are all brown tests. Like, we were trying to do on social media like a reaction from every NFC East team we found a Cowboys fan we found an Eagles fan we literally could not find a Giants or a Washington football people fan in the entire crowd because everybody else is fucking John- or Browns fans everybody is Browns we fans. found a Philly fan? yeah uh, I must have been blacked out at that point yeah I think you were uh, but, but <laughs> no it was the people were great um, it was it was a good time I think I think within the before before Zach Wilson came off the board at the second pick, I think I think Cleveland fans had already shoved a couple shots down us. And uh, so yeah, I don't remember the back half of the draft. So when we do our little review here, we'll actually I'll be actually seeing it for the first time myself. So it'll be some instant reaction. All right, we're all gonna be just like it's draft night. I can't wait. 
See, boys and girls, if you get blackout drunk on draft day, you get to have two first rounds. That is the benefit of doing things how we do things. There's always a method to the madness. But before we get into that and the podcast, we got to get paid. And to do that, here's this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by WifeBeGone.com. Do you want your wife gone? If the answer is yes, then WifeBeGone.com is for you. It doesn't matter what your reasons are. Maybe she's bitching too much. Maybe she's talking on the goddamn phone all the time to her stupid-ass friends or her annoying sister. Or maybe she's banging Bill from down the street. You know Bill, that handsome mustachioed man that's always mowing the lawn with his fucking shirt off. All the birds in the neighborhood are always watching him out of their windows and fantasizing about slamming up and down on his love stump. What do you do? You call our friends a wifey gone, that's what you fucking do. Wifey gone is a flat fee wife reading service that only has one rule. They don't ask why, and you don't ask how. So whether your spouse is playing a game of Womb Raider with your neighbor's vagina miner, or she's just getting on your fucking nerves, visit wifebegone.com and put an R code word glory hole and get 10% off your first wife exodus. That's wifebegone.com, code word glory hole for 10% off their services one more time. Wifebegone.com, code word glory hole. Alright guys, I gotta tell you that wifebegone sounds like a hell of a product. Um... Yeah, Longhorn, you're the most experienced of the two of us of getting rid of wives. I think you're up to eight or nine now. Uh, you know, so I'm sure you're a preferred customer there. So, you know, a little testimonial about how that works. Yeah. I mean, I guess I am a preferred customer, but you would think as many times as I've done it, it would be a little smoother with those transactions. But they, there always seems to be some hookups, hiccups along the way. Oh, no, Jesus. There always seems to be some hiccups along the way. We're not going to get into that right now. We're going to get into the draft. And your 2021 first round draft from Cleveland started with the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting. Uh, sorry that my Tim Tebow getting drafted twice pick did not come true, but they did pick Trevor Lawrence as we in the whole rest of the world knew they were going to. Uh, Longhorn, what are your thoughts on the newest Goldilocks? Some Jets fans coming in the bar. Here we go. Jets fans in the house. Uh, Love it. Love Love that. Uh, They they probably love it a little bit better if they got Trevor Lawrence, but, you know, maybe maybe the chance would be a little higher. But, um, I mean, I don't really have any thoughts on Trevor Lawrence other than what we already said. It was an obvious pick. In the essence of time, let's probably just move on. All right, moving on to number two in those J-E-T-S. Did select Zach Wilson, quarterback for BYU, number two overall. Uh, I don't mind the player. I hate that fit. I don't think there's going to be any success there. Just my opinion. Well, maybe we should bring uh, the Jets fan over here, over here who's wearing a Wayne Corbett. Man, a Corbett jersey. That is a throwback. I haven't seen that in a while. Well, they don't get a I lot wonder, of good players in New York, though. So I wonder what his reaction is. I wonder if the. <laughs> I know it's you know it's a one one fan reaction, but I wonder if he's happy with it. I bet he is. Jets fans are always irrational and uh, and uh, overconfident, but uh, I don't know. Like he's a. I like, I like the player, player. Don't, don't like the spot. spot. I do like, I do like the fact I that you'll talk about later that they uh, picked up some offensive line help for him. But, you know, overall, I think it's a bad spot for, for the player. Yeah, I would agree. All right, moving on number three, San Francisco did not select Fat Jones as I thought that they would. Uh, they actually selected Trey Lance. I'm not sure why the secrecy or the smoke screening. But they did it anyway. I don't know if uh, maybe Shanahan had a bet in Vegas when he was like plus 500. Maybe he just made half a million dollars. Who knows? No, no I think it's incompetence. Oh. Not, not, not necessarily incompetence. I think it's uh, 
I think what we've learned over this last two months of charade and bullshit is they they didn't really know what they were doing. They moved up here just to know they could get a quarterback. Didn't care which one, particularly at the time. Uh, that's why the back and forth, you know, with, with who they were going to take. And, and then also that's why the rumors came out about the Aaron Rodgers. Like, they just – they wanted quarterback. Bottom line, they wanted a quarterback. They knew they could get one at three. And they were going to figure it out after that. So that's that's one way to do it. It seems to be. I think the kid does have a very high ceiling. Uh, he's played 13 games ever of college football, which is a huge red flag for me. Unfortunately, even though combine, we got no wonder league scores. So we don't know the aptitude of any of these quarterbacks. So maybe that'll come out later. I don't know. I can't speak about it. Uh, he seems like a good kid. He's done all the right things. So I think you know, from a bastard standpoint, yeah, that's great. Spot. And he got the best spot. He got the yep. best spot. He got the best offensive coach. It's a win now team. You know, I I love the spot for the kid. If he's going to be successful, this is definitely the spot for him to do so. Uh, moving on, number four, Atlanta selected Kyle Pitts, tied in from Florida. And Longhorn, you nailed that one. Yeah, it seems to be. Uh, I mean, I think it's a, a new new league record for uh, tight end for the highest he's ever gone. So. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you're not going to trade down and get out of that spot, and you're not going to take a quarterback, I guess falling on the probably second best overall player to draft is not a bad landing spot. Yeah, I, I mean, again, we said it pre-draft. Uh, it's, it's the best player they could take. I hate the decision because I think you got to trade out or you got to take the quarterback of the future because, again, Matt Ryan, and, I mean, Atlanta fans think what they want to think. The numbers show the dude is done. Like, he's just done. And it happens at different ages for different quarterbacks. And it's just, you know, for him, it, it's over for him. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, moving on to Cincinnati. The Bengals selected Jamar Chase. Why they went with Chase over the tackle, the wide receiver from LSU. Great prospect. I hate drafting receiver this high. You know I do. So what do you think about this kid? Did we? Were there any Bengals fans in that bar Not last night? Not a single night? fucking Bengals fan. Isn't that, Isn't that weird? Like, I don't think they like this Cincinnati place. Cincinnati is in Ohio, correct? Yeah, but I think they're, they're pretty big rivals, too. So they're not welcome either. Well, no, remember we asked the guy last night, like, what do you think? Because they hated Pittsburgh. Like, what do you think about Bengals? Like, we don't care. Apathy. It's apathy. They don't because they've been both they both been bad for so yeah. long. Like they don't give a shit. Well, I mean, I think uh, you know, obviously this was a Joe Burrow choice, and uh, obviously he's going to be happy. Familiarity should work out well for him once he gets back from uh, from his injury. Yeah, and then moving on from them, Detroit actually traded up. No, 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 they, uh, no, they stayed. I'm sorry. Uh, six. Oh, sorry, you skipped Miami. Miami. Yeah, Mike, because they, they traded. Detroit went no. from, did I have that wrong? Detroit was not six. Miami was six. Yeah, Miami six. Jalen Waddle. Yeah, they traded then. Detroit, Detroit drafted Waddle. Not on, not on my, uh, I mean. CBS got this wrong? What? I'm on CBS website. I'm on ESPN. Who does? Mine says Miami Jalen Waddle. Okay. Well, let's go with that then for now. What do you let's, got on let's go off your memory from last night. Dude, what do you remember? Oh, no. Uh, let's see. I, mean, I was taking some notes. Uh, let's see what my notes say. They say six Waddle, Miami. So my notes agree with you. Okay. Yeah. Fuck you, yeah. CBS. I'm let's go, let's go with that. I wasn't quite blacked out. I, I do remember this a little bit. 
um, this wasn't um, this wasn't a huge shock. I don't think the room erupted too bad on this one. This is pretty much a they knew they were going to get some help for. For Tua, I mean, I'm sure they wish Kyle Pitts would have fell. They took Waddle. Solid pick. I like Waddle, obviously, better than um, better than Devontae Smith, who went later. So, I think it's a solid pick for Miami. Yeah, I would. You got your, you got your list right now? Yeah, I got it. I think right. right now. All right. I do uh, think that's a solid pick. Uh, if he comes with a step stool, I think it's even better for Tua, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Moving on, now it's Detroit. Your Detroit Lions took Pinay Sewell, offensive tackle for Oregon. What, what do you got on this one? I mean, definitely not my Detroit Lions, but I will say that this is a solid pick. I mean, hell, you're picking the top ten. It's hard to not have a solid pick, but this is a solid, you know, whenever you go all-line, D-line, to me, that's that's you're serious about building a real football team. And we, how many times have we seen in the past Detroit Lions in the top wide 10? receiver? Always, Always a wide receiver. Yeah. So like, you know, you know, we'll see what happens in two or three years if they start building. I'll take it. Uh, yes, please. Thank you. Uh, sorry, got, a, got our waitress waitress man appearance. We're getting more beers. Um, yeah. This this might is this a. A shift, a shift in, in, the, in the organization. Maybe they're going to start making like solid foundation pieces on the offensive line and defensive line. We'll see what they do today and how they how they, they do might want to have done that when they had an actual franchise quarterback. You know, for a decade. Yeah, they fucked that up, and he he turned thirty two, so it's time it's time to move yeah. on. But you know, new organization, new new people. So we'll see what happens. Good pick. Good pick. We Good will pick. see what happens. It is I, even though tackles don't bust a lot in the first round. We've shown you guys that data. I'm not that high on this. I'm not saying he's a bust. I'm not that high. He was 19 the last time he played. He skipped his. He didn't play last year, which would have been his 20th yeah, year. Yeah, like, that's true. I, and he's he's going to be. A and star. you got to take that into account too, for sure. All right, moving on. Number eight, Carolina took my CB1, JC Horn, first quarter and my, and first cornerback off the board. Yeah, my CB1 too uh, because of injury with with the other uh, the other kid. But yeah. It's, Man, man, last year, last year Carolina, Carolina went all defense on their, on their every, every pick defense, and they started this year, this year on defense. So we'll see if the trend continues today uh, and, and what they do. They might want to, at some point, grab an offensive player here and there. I hear, I hear points matter. I don't know. You do have to score the football. Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. Number nine, Denver. Uh, I actually nailed this one in our pre-draft. I gave them Sertain, and they took Sertain. I but in our pre-draft, he was the first one back off the board because I didn't think anybody would take uh, Horn before him. Tell that they did. Anyway, uh, Sertain went nine to Denver. I think it's a perfect fit for them for what they do. Uh, this is like a smash perfect fit. Like I, I really don't have anything to add. Solid player, perfect fit. That's just perfect. just perfect. Yep. All right, moving on. The Eagles, those goddamn dirty Eagles, traded up the with trade, the cows. Man. The cows traded in the first round, which does not happen that often. Uh, you think it does because you know your memory says it does, but it really doesn't. It's the first time they traded since they got uh, the cornerback right in the first round. Uh, who, Byron? No. Oh, you talking about the dumb dumb? Yeah, yeah. Oh god. oh god, what was his name from LSU? Oh god, it's. Too, I, many too many bears. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, bears, but yeah, the, they, they, traded they, up they traded up to Claiborne. Claiborne. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's 
this this this, this is the first, first eruption, eruption that I remember from last night. Kind of a surprise. I mean, with the trade, obviously, and then the player. Not that, he Not that he wasn't projected to go, go kind of in this area, area but, but, you know, it was kind of a big, this was a big move for them. We'll see, we'll see if the player works out. You know, it's only 165 pounds, 6 feet, 165. That is nothing. Uh, I, I always go go back to the to the quote that uh, in the NFL, the big people hurt the little people. So, I mean, when you're that little, it's hard to stay healthy in the NFL. Yeah, I, I hate this pick. And I hate it for two reasons. One, I don't think it gives me that successful. Two, it cost me my fucking bet that I had on Devontae Smith over 11 and a half because the Eagles were going to get him at 12. But when they traded up, then the Giants traded out. So with the 11th pick, the Chicago Bears traded up and took Justin Fields. The slide stops. Justin Fields goes number 11 to the Bears. And, man, you talk about the worst possible scenario for this kid. This is this is literally worst case. And it's funny because everybody was trying to tell us he was just as good as Lawrence. He should be number two, blah, blah, blah. Now it comes out, oh, this is the perfect spot because he gets to sit a year behind, behind Andy Dalton. He wasn't ready to play anyway. I'm like, okay, if he wasn't fucking ready to play, then why are you yelling at everybody for not taking him number two overall or even arguing with Trevor Lawrence? Now you're telling me, oh, well, it's perfect because he's not ready to play. Well, you can't have it both ways. Either the kid is this good or he's a project, which maybe he's more of a project. Uh, obviously, Andy Dalton's going to start the year for Chicago. At least that's the plan for now. I mean, the Bears just never get it right. They never. Get it. I'm actually getting some deja vu here with this with this pick. Uh, this this kind of reminds me of when Darnold went to uh, the Jets, and because we liked Darnold, we hated the spot. And I know you don't like Justin Fields that much. I do. I actually was was going to peg him QB two, uh, but. Just like, Just like Darnold, like, man, this is going to be hard. Like, this is a rough spot. So if he does truly turn into a good quarterback, he is going to – it's going to be because he earned it. It's going to be because he worked hard and uh, and he made it – and he makes it happen because the offensive talent around him, at least to start, is not going to be what it could be or should be. So, man, I hope he does sit here, actually. I hope he, I hope he sits the first year and, and, and gets to uh, – Gets to learn a little bit, get some better talent around him because because right now that that offensive roster is looking pretty rough. Yeah, not only that, and it's not that I was that down. Like it was a fight for me between him and Lance and QB two because of the fit. But with Lance going to San Francisco, I can't not. Thank you so much. Uh, I can't not. Uh, slide him past Lance now at this point because it's just a better fit for Lance and oh, sure. I think Fields is probably a better player but you know fit matter fit is everything for quarterbacks in the NFL and this is just a bad fit. Uh, Alright boys and girls we're moving on and we're gonna move on to those Dallas Cowboys <laughs> and the Dallas Cowboys traded back 10 12 first of all excellent move in my opinion oh. dropping two spots and according to Jerry, well, we still got the number one defensive player on our board. That's what he said. We've well, got the number one player, which they always get the number one player on the board. Somehow, Longhorn, it doesn't matter if the Cowboys draft one or 32. Somehow, 
the number one player on their board always falls to them, which is amazing to me. According to the Joneses, they always yeah, they always get their number one player. But, buddy, what can you tell the Cal fans about the kid that they did get from uh, Penn State? Well, first of all, I will say fantastic move. I'm kind of surprised. You know, that's actually, this is two years in a row that they've made fucking great first-round decisions. CeeDee Lamb fell in their lap. They had the balls to actually take him, even though they had kind of a crowded wide receiver room. Um, now, of course, on the other side, they're always stupid with the money, and they decided to pay Cooper. So they can't ever get it all right. That's why they don't win Super Bowls. But at least they're getting this part right. And, um, yeah, trading down two spots and picking up a third rounder, that's that's fucking that's doing work right there. Uh, now, I mean, I love the player. We I talked about him on the, on the uh, draft pod that we did. Love the player. Uh I'm not sure how this is going to work. I mean, this is it, are we playing 1980s football where they're going to have Jalen and Van Der Esch and Parsons on the field at the same time? I mean, that's a good problem to have, I guess. But um, I, as far as last night, this is one of the last picks I remember. So from here on out, it's uh, going to be news to me. But I do remember, for whatever reason, in, in a Cleveland bar, I guess the Cowboys travel everywhere because there was a major explosion when this pick got announced. So, you know, I guess, you know, the Cowboys Cowboys stuff is popular everywhere, and the, the bar erupted last night when they took Michael Parsons out of Penn State. Yeah, it sure the hell did. And, you know, I like the player too, but, I, and, you know, it's just one of, those, it's one of those positions that I personally had to devalue a little bit. Maybe I devalued a little bit too much, but I just don't know that you spend that on a linebacker at 12, when you, you know, I mean, how many linebackers are you going to draft in the first round? I mean, my God. Like, I mean, that's that, – that means, well, Jalen was, what, four years ago? Five? That was second round, but it was early. Yeah, second. It was second round. So, like, I mean, the last in, five, in the last four or five years, you spent two firsts and a second on linebackers. Yeah, and your defense is <laughs> ranked what last year? I mean, almost dead-ass last. So, yeah. I'm just not sure about the value for that pick. Uh, I'm sure the Brad Sham voice of the Dallas Cowboys – I didn't get to, we didn't get to listen. Uh, we might have slept through the morning a little bit. Uh, so I'm sure that he said that he was a Hall of Famer, just like he told us all the Jalen, or sorry, the Taco Charlton was Tony Tolbert. That didn't quite work out, but whatever. You're, uh, you're attacking a, a Dallas Cowboy legend there, sir. Not attacking. I'm just, I'm sure what the man probably said is his MO. We are handicappers. We do have to predict patterns. And uh, when people fall into patterns, we identify that and we. Try to exploit the weakness in that. There hasn't the been a player that they drafted that he didn't like. Probably not one. Probably not one. All right, moving on. The Jets are up again, and they took. Nope. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Chargers. There you go. The Chargers. They took Slater, Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle Northwestern, and I actually nailed this one in our pre-draft. I gave Slater to the Chargers. So. And I put on my pre-draft notes, I said, get from the gods here, because I didn't think it was actually going to happen. But the way our fell, I was like, yeah, this is where he's going, and they needed, man, to talk about right right pick, right player, right oh, fit. Man. Oh, just perfect. Like, the Chargers are just, they're coming up fucking sevens on everything right now. They are. And like I said, I was in a blackout at this point, so I don't remember, but I would assume <laughs> that the card was turned in in, like, two seconds uh, whenever – Whenever the Cowboys took Parsons and Slater was available, I would imagine I'll have to go back and watch it that that card was turned in immediately. But yeah, smash spot. Love what the Chargers are doing. Uh, 
build those foundation pieces pieces around your franchise quarterback. That's the way you do it. Man, and that that's the other thing that hurts on the cows is like you could add Slater or the next guy. We're talking about Barrett Tucker to solidify that offensive line, which you saw the dividends. But you know how good their offense is because they spent the capital on the offensive line, they spent the capital on defense too, not paying the dividends. You kind of start to see a pattern of what really matters drafting this first round. Yeah. All right, number fourteen, those Jets, Jets, Jets. They did take Barrett Tucker, who's one of my favorite players in this draft, guard out of USC. I love uh, this pick because you drafted a young quarterback. And, you know, as an organization, what you should do is learn from your mistakes. You drafted Darnold. You gave him no help, no offensive line, no weapons. He failed spectacularly. You know, shocker. So if you're going to draft another dude, which Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold, to me, Longhorn, are the same player. Basically, you can nitpick in there, but if you put people in boxes, they're in the same box as far as talent as a quarterback, sure. athlete, everything. Sure. So if you're going to do that again, well, this time you should fucking do better and surround the kids with some help, and they definitely did that here. Yeah, and the irony, I guess, a little bit is, uh, and we'll see if they can continue doing that today and in the future, but like the irony to me is that you know they took the, the giant offensive tackle last year, Micaiah Beckton. They took Vera Tucker this year. So on his way out, they started kind of doing the things that you're supposed to do to protect a young quarterback. We'll see if that pays off for Zach Wilson and um, and uh, he, he gets the, the fruits of that labor. But, you know, at least they're at least they're attempting to do it the right way from now on. Yeah, they're attempting it. All right, moving on, 15, the Patriots. Oh, oh the pick of the night, baby. Tell me all about it. Tell me what happened when, when he was taken, Bo, because I don't remember it. Pat Jones was taken 15th overall to the New England Patriots. And obviously, quarterback out of Alabama. Obviously, Bill Belichick has a type of quarterback that he likes because uh, Pat Jones is picked with his belly hanging out and a cigar in his mouth after winning that championship. I'm sorry. And First name? Fat. Oh. F-A-T. Fat Jones. That's official. I think that was on his draft card. I'm pretty sure. All right. Uh, his pre-draft picture and Brady's combine picture – or side by side forever now on the internet, and uh, you know, Belichick likes uh, out of shape white guys to play quarterback for him. So hey, it, it worked out last time. Maybe he should have. Maybe he should have waited to the sixth round just to see if <laughs> Pat Jones would have fallen to the sixth, and he could have really lined up. Uh, you'll have to remind me. How was this reaction in the bar? Uh, it was shock and awe. Shock, shock and awe. Uh, but you know, the rumors all along with the Patriots love this kid. And, you know, you and I heard they're going to move up to get him, which we never believed that for a million, you know. That's not their style. That's not what they do. He fell right in their lap, and they really loved him that much. They actually did take him. So, uh, yeah, I, he, he, I mean, he went, hey, to, he went to a good spot. He he's good really spot. accurate. He's, he throws people open. It, there's, he's smart. Like, I mean, it, I mean it's not a bad – I'm not killing the pick. You did a deep dive. This is the sweet spot this where is. the quarterbacks work out. So – this might be the one – he might be the one kid that has the most actual success as far as winning games in these first five years. Like, this this might be – like, I think him or, you know, the kid that went to San Francisco, obviously they're a better football team than New England is right now. But somewhere in that window, you know, Trevor, you know, he's good, man. He's going to struggle down there with Jacksonville for a little bit. Unless, unless he just is that Andrew Luck kind of special takes him from – you know, dead ass last to fucking ten wins instantly, which 
That takes a special guy, man. It takes a, it takes a Peyton Manning. It takes a Trevor. It takes a uh, uh, Andrew Luck. It takes somebody like that. So we'll see. All right. Moving on, 16, the Cardinals took wow. who I gave to New England at 15. And I really thought he would take him to Zayden Collins, linebacker Tulsa. Longer, I know you love this guy. Yeah, I'm just because I was in a blackout, and these are the first times I'm seeing these these <laughs> these players and teams. So this is my natural reaction. So like, um, I'm confused on on what they're doing with this pick. I, 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 yes, I love the player. He is definitely an outside linebacker at 6'4", 270. Um, but they took Isaiah Simmons. Like, I, I, I don't think they know what they're doing. I don't think they know what they're doing in Arizona. Hey, wait, you're telling me that a coach that failed at his alma mater yeah. in college uh-huh. at Texas Tech, like, uh-huh. he couldn't figure out winning where every other coach that had ever coached there in the history of ever yeah. had won? That guy that fell there, he can't. He doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, what? I'm confused with what? this fit. I'm just confused because, like, you drafted somewhat this guy last year, and I and they look. They need defensive help, so it's not like getting. Not really. They were fucking twelfth in DVOA. <laughs> That's not true. That That's true. Yeah, I'm confused. Um, you're, love the player. Obviously, I'm not sure about this spot and fit, but whatever. That's not our problem. These teams can make bad picks for what they do and what their scheme is. But to me, you have this player. So now you've got two players. Which, hey, it just, you know what? It just worked out for um, San Francisco. Or not San Francisco, but Kansas. Tampa, Jesus Christ. Tampa having two linebackers that do the same thing. Uh, and I know I know it's a little bit different with, uh, with the Clemson linebacker, Isaiah Simmons, and Collins. But what? I mean, we'll see. I hope I hope they don't ruin a player that I really liked, but I, this is a confusing pick to me. All right, moving on to the Raiders and our Las Vegas Raiders. Oh man! So Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle, probably <laughs> guard, but they took him to play tackle from Alabama. This was a reach for sure. And uh, Longhorn, what do you got on this guy? I mean, you can you can take you can take it to the fucking bank every fucking year that the Raiders are always going to get the worst value. It's not that they get bad players. They don't get any... Do they have a list of... Do they have any mock draft list in, in Vegas to like... Or do they just like, hey, I remember that guy at Alabama. Let's take... Like, this is... You could have got this guy. Let's see. Let me see. They have... Well, they're in the middle of the second round. Like, you might have got this player in the middle of the second round. Does that sound familiar? That the Raiders took somebody that they might have got yeah, round. Yes, this is what they do before. every fucking year. Why? I don't get it. Trade I mean, down. Like, just if that's the guy you like. Right. Trade down and get him. And, again, we talk about boxes. Like, he's in a box of a group of players that is going to be available between 34 and, like you said, you know, 50. Well, Tavon, Tavon Jenkins is available right now in the second round. And Tavon Jenkins was ranked ahead, ranked ahead of Alex Leatherwood on almost every list I saw. And again, and again, you could say, "Well, I had him ranked ahead of him. That's fine." But you don't have him that much Not that high. Ahead. Yeah, you, nobody's that far off in their analysis of these kids. And people just they try to outthink the room. And the most disappointing thing to me with you know our Las Vegas Raiders is the fact that their GM is Mike Mayock. The dude, I mean, Longhorn. I know, uh, we, I know. I I learned a lot from the man. Just watching on the NFL. We network. loved him on on the network. He was the hell of a you know a guy that scouted players and could. I mean, he hated 
he hated Clowney. Hated him with a passion. Yeah. And he's been nothing but nothing but right about that fucking guy. He was not worth that pick. He said he was the only person in the country that said he was in it the whole time. He's not scared to go out on a limb. He's not scared to be wrong. But, man, they just can't get any fucking thing right in in Las Vegas. But as far as the – like like we're talking value, which is completely different than the player. As far as the player is concerned, I think he's right tackle or a guard all the way. Can't play left tackle to me. So, But they got a left tackle. So, I mean, he's going to start immediately. So, we'll, we'll see. All right, moving on. The Miami is picking again. They got Jalen Phillips, edge rusher. I don't understand this one, personally. You don't like it? I, I mean, I didn't see anybody thought this much of this kid. I mean, I mean, he is a. Uh, anytime you're going offensive line, defensive line, and, and Miami's been doing this, uh, you know, since that new regime took over. Like, I, I mean, I love, I like this pick. It's, it's another. Long, athletic, pass rusher, and you know you can't really. They they they, they took their shot earlier with Jalen Waddle. Got got their wide receiver. I've got no problem with this pick. Uh, you know I don't love the player, but I mean it's a solid player at the back end of the. You know this is kind of the range where you're running out of true blue chip first round prospects. Well, where was he ranked on your on your edge rush? Um, like as far as like. Uh, the the rankings. I think I had him. I think I had him too behind uh, behind Aziz. So yeah, I mean, I didn't, I'm not a big Quiddy Pay fan. So, I'm not a big Quiddy Pay fan either. Uh, so I think I had him too. I don't have my list with me. You're, you catch me off guard, but but yeah, I, I liked him. All right, all right. Moving on. Uh, we'll disagree on that one. That's fine. Uh, 19. Uh, the Washington Football People took Jameen Davis. Uh, I think. In Ron Rivera's system, the way he likes to play football, this is the perfect fit uh, for him. He's got to have that dude in the middle, and he's that Luke Kuechly type player. I'm not saying this dude's going to be Luke Kuechly, but he is that type of player. Sideline to sideline, mm-hmm. can cover. Uh, I'm a little concerned with him, kind of his tackling at some times, but he's very smart, very instinctive. I think this is a great pick for the Washington football people, and Rivera, as is actually one of the props that I hit, on our pre-draft bets, uh, it was plus two hundred. Washington taking a defensive player that was the obviously the long dog for it to happen. But if you just look at the history of Ron Rivera, that's what he does, man. He's going to get the defense right first, and then he'll worry about the offense. Plus, he knows he's got Fitz Magic this year. He's not looking to. He's not trying to win the fucking Super Bowl. I mean, you're always trying, but you know, he yeah. he knows what the fucking score is. So, I mean, he, I I. I, I this this is your uh, if, you, if you miss out on Micah Parsons, this is your Micah Parsons light linebacker. You know, 6'4", 235. I mean, this is your this is your new age uh, NFL linebacker, the guy that can drop in coverage and, and and run with these speed guys, these speed tight ends. You know, like Pitts from Florida. So like, you need a guy like this on your team, and you know it's a little rich, but again, they don't pick again until you know what the. The 50s, 51, I think. So, if you've targeted him and you can't move down, then I mean, he was rumored to go in the back half of the first round. So it's not it's not like a a Raiders reach. But um, I like the player. I mean, it's a little shocking to me that they took him over um, JOK, the the other linebacker who's actually still available. He fell all the way out of the first round. So maybe there's something on that player we don't quite know. We don't know. But it's also you know. You like chocolate or vanilla ice cream? I mean, you know, 
they're, they're, they're both good players, and apparently Washington Redskins liked Jameen Dix. Mm, sorry, sorry. In the home of the Indians, the Indians that we just saw that have a new mascot wandering around here that looked like a cross between the, the fanatic and a fucking parrot. I don't yeah. know what the fuck they're doing with that. I don't know how much longer they're the Indians. Whatever. doesn't matter. You're you're just you're being really. I don't give a you're shit. You're being really insensitive. I'm uh, still going to call them the Indians. I'm still going to call them the Redskins. That's just the way you're it works. being insensitive right now, and I don't appreciate it. And I don't think anybody <laughs> here in this bar appreciates it. Yeah, they all love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. And the Giants, who traded out of eleven down to twenty, uh, they took Kadarius Tooney, wide receiver from Florida, and. That's a big fucking bag of ball. Did you call him Tooney? That's, Tooney? That's funny because he's like Looney. This is a Looney Tunes pick to me, and I believe it's Tony. Who 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 knows? Tony? Who cares? Because I hate this player. I I'm, I hope I hope they got good compensation. Which that's another thing we didn't see the compensation, or at least I didn't, because I was in a blackout. So I would assume that they got at least an extra number one from drop for dropping from eleven to twenty. Uh, but the player hated. it. Hate the player. I think he's. Uh, I think he's soft. Just, he's a track wide receiver guy. And go back in your memory banks and think about how many times that's worked out in the NFL. Maybe this one does. I, I don't. I don't buck trends like that. Hate the player. And uh, New York or New York to take a player like that. It's just this, this was a shocking pick. I think it smells of desperation. Like trying to go all in on Daniel Jones, or Dumbface Jr., as we call him. Uh, <laughs> trying to try to keep him afloat for as long as I can, but I think he is on the Mitch Trubisky train to being out of town here pretty goddamn quickly. All right, moving on to 21 and the Colts. I gave them an edge rusher in our pre-draft uh, mock, and they did take an edge rusher. They just did not take the one that I said they would take. They took Quiddy Pay, edge rusher from Michigan. Which was definitely neat for them. So it's not that I don't like the, the mindset there, obviously, but I'm just not a big fan of that kid. Yeah, I'm not. You know, it. What when we say we're not huge fans, like the, we we recognize the talent. Like I mean, he's a good player, uh, just not necessarily. I wouldn't have taken him up here. Six three, two sixty, two sixty five. I mean, he's gonna have to fill that that outside linebacker role for them and. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's a solid. It's a solid Indianapolis pick. You know, fill, fills a need. It, if it works, maybe, hey, we could be wrong. Like he could be the best one. So, so we'll find out. But I'm we'll soured out. on those Michigan players, and maybe it is Taco Char- Charlton. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, of course, the other kid, uh, Chase Winovich. Yeah, Chase is doing. He, right. He's looking all right. So, you know, we'll see how it works out. Usually, I, I think Ballard just got voted the best GM. In football, so he knows what he's doing. We'll see if it works out. Yeah, I'm gonna. So our votes of confidence kind of they shift over time, and you know we generally had votes of confidence in the Patriots and the Steelers. However, our votes of confidence have shifted on the Patriots in previous years, obviously. And then you know, but now Ballard, and then again the kid that the pick that I didn't understand at 18 from Miami. I love Flores, and Flores I trust. I think that dude is one of the best up and coming coaches in the NFL. So if he likes him, I'm gonna assume that he knows a hell of a lot more about football than I do. So it's uh, probably gonna work out for him. All right, moving on. Twenty-two, the Titans take your boy, 
your everything else withstanding CB1. CB1 Caleb Parley. Yeah, when he's on the field, he'll be, he'll be CB1. Just a smash pick for them. Whoever was going to get him down here at the end of the first round is it was going to hit a home run if he stays healthy. And two back surgeries, that's, that's scary as fuck, so I, I understand the slide. But player, fit, spot, home run, home run, home run. Yeah, back surgery, back surgery scares me because, you know, it's your fucking back. It's what? It's your fucking back. Yeah, well, there's that. It, it's kind of, they call it the spine, and it, and it carries all the nerves and stuff. Just, just in from Dr. Longhorn, uh, yeah. the, you're in the middle of your back, it's something called the spine. Uh-huh. you want to elaborate on that? Or? Then, well, at the end of the spine, at the bottom, it wraps around to your dick bone. Your dick and, bone. And a... Uh, those nerves yep. attach all the way to the end of your to your dickhead. Yeah. And uh, is that the medical term, dickhead? <laughs> well, it's our term. <laughs> I mean, some, some bones are bigger than others. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's, it's so just recap: your spine wraps around <laughs> to your dick bone, uh-huh. all the way to the dickhead. So are you trying to say that young Caleb Farley here cannot get an erection anymore? Is that what you're putting out? No, sir. And oh. even if I didn't, they have medicine for that. <laughs> Fantastic medicine. Not that I would know. This part of the uh, podcast brought to you by BlueChew.com. All right, moving on. I'm sure you're going to delete all that. Yeah, of course. Uh, moving on, the Vikings take Christian Derrishaw offensive tackle for Virginia Tech. Yeah, and this, this was a uh, – apparently they traded from – Kind of catching up here. Yeah, they traded. Yeah, from 14 to 23 and took a player that they were probably targeting there at 14. So I don't know what the compensation was because we don't we didn't pay attention. But whenever you can trade down nine spots and pick up a player you were targeting anyways, that's how you that's how you do it in the NFL. Great great job, Minnesota. Yep. Moving on. So 24. Uh, Pittsburgh, the worst kept secret in the world. They took Najee Harris. I think you nailed that in the pre-draft with the running back spot. Um, I mean, he's my RB two. He's your RB one. So great but, player, and they're gonna. They're gonna try is to there a better player fit than this in the first round? Probably not. I mean, he is a. To me, he's a he's a Bell clone. You know, just they were always going to take this guy. Like, I mean, it's it's shocking that they had the patience to sit there and let him fall to to, to them. Uh, that that's a sign of a good good organization, which they are. So, you know, when you're a good organization, things work out for you. You let the other people make mistakes around you, and you kind of just keep doing your thing. So, yeah, smash spot. He'll 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 start immediately. He'll he'll be a home run pick for them. Yep. And then at 25, uh, Jacksonville takes uh, Goldilocks' teammate, Trevor Etienne, my RB1. Love this kid at 25. And I love this pick for several reasons. One, again, I think he's the best runner back in the draft. Number two, you know, you can say a lot of things about Urban Meyer. And yes, the dude's a piece of shit. Yes, he's a snake. Yes, he's all those things. But he's also a great recruiter. And he's also not a dumb man. 
and he knows how to set people up for success. He knows bring a young quarterback in, give him a security blanket. You bring his college teammate in. The dude's going to have the most trust in the locker room. That gives him comfort. That gives him somebody that's going he's going to grow with instantly. And, you know, you're just setting this dude in. You know, all these running backs, the reason why we don't like running backs the first round, Longhorns, is they don't last, right? We would never pay them, so why would you draft them? But, you know, you five years for the first four or five years, yeah. you're going to have this kid, and he's going to be really good, and yeah. he's going he's gonna to buoy your young quarterback, which that's what you need to set your brand-new quarterback up for success in historically shitty organization. Yeah, and just, just a side note before we move on to the next team, like, the player that they have been pegged to get at this 25 spot was Trevin Morig, the safety out of TCU. Guess what? He's still available, first pick in the second round, so they're probably going to get him anyways. Yep, Urban Meyer is doing his Urban Meyer thing, <laughs> even though I hate that motherfucker. All right, moving on. 26. Oh, this was the pick of the night. We had a video on this. You don't we remember? Did? Oh, yeah. We, you don't remember this. I didn't remember it. Uh, was I in it? I don't know. I would. I would never go back and watch any of those videos because <laughs> why would I? Um, I'm not. I have, if you had, if you pulled the camera out, I'm in it. I'm sure you probably made an appearance. I don't know. The only reason why I know that was the video. What, what was the topic? I have no idea. Oh, did oh, they hate it? Pick. Did it they hate it? Pick. I think they cheered it. They cheered it. Yeah, they liked it. Greg Newsom, the second cornerback out of Northwestern. That I mean, was, that was the pick. So, like, did the bar erupt? Like, I don't, I don't remember. It didn't erupt. It was, it was just clapping, and then you know the "Here We Go Brownies" chant, which we know now by heart. Uh, it's very simple. It's "Here We Go Brownies." Here we go. That's yeah. it. We got it. It's simple, and you know what? You know, I like it. It's simple people, simple chant. And yeah, salt, salt of the earth. I mean, you know they don't get to do that very often either. So no. you know they got to keep it short. Well, we heard it about 19,000 times. At least night. 19,000 fucking times, for sure. So, yeah, I wish I, were, I, wish I wasn't blacked out because I kind of I kind of wish I'd caught this reaction in real time. Um, I can see it being somewhat underwhelming because only, like, a true, you know, hardcore football fan is going to really know who Greg Newsom is, like, you know, anything about him. It's like your sexier picks, you know, your Travis Etienne's, your, your, your stuff like that. But as far as the player and the spot, this is kind of where he was always supposed to go at the end of the first round. So it's somewhat of a need. This kind of actually, this pick tells me that they're not confident at all in Greedy Williams, who they took in the second round, I believe, last year. So, but if third round, two years ago, two years ago, I'm sorry, two years ago, second round. So this tells me that you know they've got some concerns there with his health. Which they should, because I think he was 185 pounds, and that was always his concern was, was his weight. But if he is healthy and he can come back and be a player, now you got Greg Newsom, you got Ward, you got they added all these safeties and free agency plus Delpit in the draft, you know, recently. So man, again, they're a loaded roster. So any anybody you add is just going to add to the talent. But I like what Cleveland's doing. My Cleveland Browns. Yeah, your Cleveland Browns. <laughs> And you know what? They've got some hubris around this town about their team. And they should for good reason. They are a good team. They're a good yeah. roster. They did outperform uh, their Pythagorean theorem last year by a couple of games, which means they are going to slide back, historically speaking, this year. But you know what? I think the whole division is slide back, so it doesn't mean they won't 
make the playoffs necessarily. However, wherever the final over under gets put, uh, you can bet we'll be leaning to the under there, kid. <laughs> All right, number twenty-seven. The Baltimore Ravens take Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota. Interesting pick for them. Um, you know, I really like the player. He's a he's a go get it type of receiver, which is kind of what you need with a you know, let's face it, with a quarterback that's not pinpoint accurate. Um, Sir, I mean, Sir. look, they have two first round picks that they got one later that they got so. Certainly one of those was going to be to, to help Lamar out, who, right when we started this podcast, we just got that notification. They picked up his fifth-year option. Uh, so he's going to be around for a while, um, or at least for one more year. They, they haven't made the decision on the long-term contract just yet, so we'll see what happens with that. But, I mean, you're going to have Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, they should have a decent offensive line. They got J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. That's, that's a lot of that's options. A good offensive, that's a good offensive roster. That's a lot of options to run the triple wing with. It really is. Uh, I'm not sure if Bateman's going to be playing with the wing backs or he's going to be the eye back. I'm not sure. We'll see. Uh, we'll see on that. Uh, I did put out a stat that I didn't put it out. It was PFL, I think. Uh, Lamar Jackson had the most completed passes on inaccurate throws of any quarterback in the NFL oh. last year. But you know what? PFF, that's probably your white privilege talking, so you probably should stop. All right, moving on. Number 28. The Saints took Peyton Turner, defensive end from Houston. Yeah, and look, New Orleans must have been just dead set on taking a defensive end because this is a player that you probably could have gotten in the second round. Not a not their second round uh, pick, which I actually they're missing some picks. I don't even know if they have a second round player. They may have been in desperation mode, honestly. But this is a desperate pick. Now that that's with value, so you got to separate the value from the player. The player I like. He's a long, athletic uh, player from Houston with with some with some pass rushing, you know, some good pass rushing skills. It's curious because they they just spent a first rounder a couple years ago on the the uh, oh my gosh what was that the kid from a small school UTSA um, oh yeah yeah it was like I can't remember his 12, name but, fourteen overall yeah they just I mean hey they're they're a team that needs defensive help this is a little bit of reach to me but again it's in the first round I mean I got no problem with it it's maybe he's. Maybe he's exactly what they want, Bo Cephas. Maybe that's just – maybe they view him as a top of the first round. Who knows? I don't think they do, but that's fine. I think their bigger concern is the fact they've got a quarterback that's a running back uh, or they got a quarterback that steals crab legs. Either way they want to go, there's some fucking, you know, some hurdles to – That was like 10 years ago, Dick. <laughs> People don't forget. <laughs> we never forget. <laughs> All right, moving on. Number twenty-nine, Green Bay. Oh my God! So we gotta pause down here just a second. So Aaron Rodgers, Mr. A.A. Ron Rodgers, stole the fucking show last night by announcing through whatever he leaked to Adam Schefter uh, that he told Green Bay he's never playing for them again. Not that I don't want to play. Not that I'm not. He said literally, I am not going to play another down of football for you people ever again. So that was all the news and all the rage. 
and Green Bay responded in Green Bay fashion by drafting another goddamn cornerback in the first round. <laughs> Which, long what we saw earlier today on TV, uh, I think it was ESPN put up the graphic. Since Aaron was drafted, they have not drafted not a single skill position player in Green Bay in the first round. Not one. They've drafted two offensive linemen, 11 defensive players. The only position of skill they've drafted was the fucking quarterback last year. So they they just basically responded with a big old fuck you, uh, pretty boy. You can take your shit and shove it because we're drafting Eric Stokes from Georgia. Yeah, I have no problem hating Aaron Rodgers because I hate him. He's a douchebag. But uh, I'm curious to see how this is all going to fall out. Eric, let's just talk about the player at least you know a little bit. He was a first round, second round type player. So at this spot, nothing wrong with the nothing wrong with the pick per se. You know, when your star quarterback is chirping, and and the whole world saw you screw him last year, maybe. Just a thought. The next year, you throw him a bone. He just throw, and, I, and and I'm, I'm clicking on my. Especially when he that year he's chirping and he draft his replacement. He goes out and wins the fucking MVP. <laughs> and I'm clicking the on the the best available who's left and in the second round. You, you like you said, you might want to fucking appease that guy a little bit. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at you've got Elijah Moore, the speedster out of Ole Miss. If you wanted to go offensive lineman, you still got, you know, ballers like like Tevin Jenkins. I mean, there's just you, you. again. He's pissed. I can't necessarily blame him, but I do hate Aaron Rodgers. So this kind of makes me chuckle. Well, we all hate Aaron Rodgers. All right, moving on. Lester from Green Bay. Uh, Buffalo Bills. Oh, they were heavy in there last night. There was they were Bills. represented here. They, let me tell you what right now. Everything that you've ever heard about Buffalo people and how they drink, <laughs> oh my God. whatever you've ever heard, it's, it's, it's an undersell because those motherfuckers were doing Jaeger bombs at 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon, Yeah. and they didn't stop. We, we went back to the hotel, changed clothes, got showered. You know, we're fucking civilized. Went back to the bar. They were that same group is still there doing shots. We got I never went and, to the other side. And they never stopped. No, like, I did. What? Like because we when we came back to the bar the second time we went to the other side. Like, it was sectioned off. Did you ever go to the other side and see yeah. they were still there? Oh, they were there. Oh my god. They were still fucking there. Buffalo. I. I mean, we we talked. They're awesome people. Yeah. They just. I, they get that look in their eyes. It's I I can't believe I told him the whole time in the afternoon I was like you're not even gonna see your team pick at thirty the way you're drinking and I guess they know what they're doing because apparently they saw it you know what they it takes a certain kind of person to drink that much and still smash each other through tables so. now when they now if they did see it in fact I'm sure they were underwhelmed because the the ones I was I was talking to was dead set on Travis Etienne falling to them. Um, so, obviously, he wasn't available. Gregory Rousseau, I doubt they know who that is, but he's the he's the player that I talked about when we did our our, uh, our mock draft. That This guy knows every pass rushing move. He knows all the technique. You know, at 6'7", 265 pounds, he's exactly what, what the type of player that they can use in that kind of that five technique. 
maybe he can slide outside and do the seven tag. But I mean, just I personally, I love the player. And I think he'll do good things there. I'm just looking up here at Mel Carper's hairline, and it is creeping back now, boys and girls. Like that beautiful head of hair he's always had, that widow's peak right there in the front. Oh no! It's getting like Eddie Munster like at this point. Like it's oh. fucking, it's moving. I it mean, is moving. Piper, you're rich. Fix that. Fix that shit. Get that Mel. shit fixed. He's, he's too Baltimore to fix it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Thirty-one. The Ravens again select Jason. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Right. Penn State. This is the dude that uh, tested off the charts, like not. Yeah, this is the guy that, that supposedly weighed in at like two, whatever he weighed in. Two, uh, hold on, let me see real quick. Yeah, 6'5", 260, ran a 4'3", If you believe those numbers, yeah. What, even if it's off, it's still stupid fast. So, he's got, he's got ridiculous, uh, traits and athleticism and man did he fucking land in the smash spot you know i wanted to not like this player just because i don't like i don't like guys that test off the charts but don't put up production he had zero sacks last year had five sacks the year before uh you know great spot though so he good defensive coaches he's gonna get techniqued up which maybe that's his problem uh uh, if they get that figured out, then with those traits, you're looking at a 10-plus sack guy. So probably a solid – I mean, hell, you don't go against Baltimore in the draft. Like They, they know what they're doing. No, you do not. Uh, Baltimore always does well in the draft. Uh, 32, last pick. Last pick. It's Tom Brady. Oh, they took Tryon. They took Joe Tryon, edge rush from Washington. I don't understand this pick. Uh, my – First edge rusher still on the board for some reason. Maybe I misevaluated the kid. I don't know. Is this smaller? Yeah, but my God. Anyway. Smaller guys usually fall. Uh, they took him. So, Longhorn, what, what are we on? Joe Tryon. Um, so, this is my first reaction. And, and what was the reaction reaction in the bar to this? Do you remember? Oh, fuck no. I don't remember this. Okay. You were, so, you were joining me in the blackout. Yeah. Sweet. I, I blacked out somewhere around... <laughs> the Newsome pick. That was the last video I shot. Okay. I don't remember what's in that video. Right. So, at, so, at, so at this point, point, we're actually moving in the world with no memory whatsoever. It's it's called time traveling, people. I love uh, it. I know we did the time traveling bit yesterday on social media. That we said I said we were an hour ahead. <laughs> that was that was funny. Um, but this is real time travel. Like when when you go from place to place and you have no memory. Like, like any memory beyond the Cleveland pick and us and me waking up in the hotel this morning, nothing. There's just fucking white noise there. So I could have drilled you in the ass last night. You would not know. I mean, I'd probably be sore, but other than that, I wouldn't know. No. <laughs> Anyways, Joe Tryon. I actually, I, I actually love this because uh, did they sign? Did they sign Shaq Barrett to a long-term deal, or did they give him a one-year no, franchise? No, I think he got. No, I thought they franchised the. They franchised him or the linebacker. God, I don't know. We'll have to look this up. But regardless, you're gonna to have to replace either Shaq Barrett or JPP at some point. And at 6'5", 260, 260 pounds, this looks like a JPP replacement to me. So I actually kind of like the pick. Um, you know, like I said on the on the mock draft podcast. This is a loaded roster. Anybody they draft, they're just fucking. 
embarrassment of riches at this point. So another another good player for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on their on their quest to to go back to back. And in case you guys missed it, they did sign Antonio Brown to a one year deal. So Tampa Brady Buccaneers are going to try to run it all the way back. Run it back. All right. So that wraps up the first round. Now long one. People back home are going to want to know. Who is the best available player for the Cows to take with their next pick? Who do you think it should be? Given given the fact that obviously your plans probably changed from the original because they did take Parsons in the first round. So now in the second round, who would the target be if you were employed by well I should if, if be if, if we we kinda are, but you know, employed in a different facet from the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, you know what? Just kind of looking at the best available list here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that, and I don't know if it because because of as of right now, he's the 17th best available. But if they can somehow get Landon Dickerson to fall to them, the the center from Alabama who's got guard flexibility, uh, I, they would jump. They should jump all over that because you've got questions with. Uh, uh, homeboy Connor Williams out of out of Texas. Their center they took last year, who's starting, is a six round pick from Wisconsin. He wasn't highly regarded. You can that would be a, he can basically upgrade at two spots uh, wherever you need him. So if he if they can get him to fall, then that would be a smash spot. However, there's a cornerback from Florida State who was rumored to go in the first round. He was on that first round, second round line. Asante Samuel. They wanted a cornerback in the first round. If they can get Asante Samuel to fall to them uh, at, at, at the uh, at 44, that'd be a good backup to, to what they wanted to do in the first round. So I would look at those two players. You know, like I mean, if one of those one of those should probably be there. So that's what I would do. If if Samuel was there, I would be all over that. If I was the Cows, just me personally. Uh, what are we looking at here? We got ooh, two hours until the draft. Hours, second round starts. I cannot off, fucking baby. wait. All right, boys and girls, that was the draft recap. Round one, 2021 from Cleveland, Ohio. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you appreciated it. Steven Tyler, take us out, baby.